0: The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it is your dude, IZ Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun, super challenging episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where we take your sad moods, turn them into glad moods by, I don't know, man, just exploring and enjoying the mundanity that has been our lives as of late. I want to um, start the episode off with a bit of a tribute, a bit of a story. I was on Facebook recently and I saw an obituary for a for a fellow that goes by the name of Mr. Austin. Mr. Austin was my 6th grade teacher at Binkley Elementary School and the guy was like the salt of the earth. He was the greatest teacher I ever had. One of the nicest dudes I've ever met in my life. He was just... Just a sweet, friendly guy. He had white hair like Phil Donahue, which was, like, super interesting to me because he had, like, the glasses like Phil Donahue, too. Dude was just, like, really cool, really sweet. Everybody everybody loved him. This was my sixth grade year. It was two years after we moved here from Illinois, and I was still, like, in that culture shock of uh, having this transition from, like, what was, like, a different style of life in Illinois to like the uh elementary school like Beverly Hills 90210 that I jumped into when I was uh here in California. He he did a lot. He did a lot to help me because when we moved, it was kinda like the middle of the fourth grade year. And then the fifth grade year was like the whole big year where I had time to transition. And I was beginning to and I was beginning to transition a bit in sixth grade. Like I had a few homies, I had friends, I had like a little bit of a social scene going on. I was by no means popular in any way, but I did have I did have like enough people to hang out with at school that I wasn't like the lone dork sitting in the uh, in the cafeteria by myself, but I I was still having some issues as far as just the whole everything. I can, I've said it before, but Illinois was like so it was like leave it to beaver when I was back there. It was like leave it to the beeve. It was like aw shucks. Oh gosh. And then when we moved to California, it was like, it was like 90210. I'm not even kidding if 90210 was about like six graders. Everybody was just like super fly. There were girls at the school who were like, I used to do like catalog modeling when I was younger. It was crazy. It was like 90210. It was bananas. And I was just like, I was having the hardest time just, just transitioning. It was rough. It's rough. I still feel in some ways I, I have these transitional issues, but I don't have to go to school anymore, so it's not even like a problem in any way. I'm just, I'm just stuck in my ways. But in the in in the, in the Rick and Valley Elementary System, they d- didn't have desks like in Illinois. We had like rows of desks. Here it was all tables, and the tables would have like two or three or four people. Like they were different sizes. It was like a round table that would have like a bunch of people, and then each class would have like a triangular table that said like three people. It's kind of like that. And then there was one small two-person table that was always in the back corner. And this table was, like, an interesting one because it was you and another person. If you got assigned to this, it was almost like you were guaranteed in some way to be aligned as friends. Not necessarily like best friends or anything, but, like, you're both going to be at this table. The people who've been at this table in the past have gone on to be great friends and being being assigned here was, like, a, a weird situation. And then one day... I'm trying to think about this. How often they would change up the seats. I think it was only, like, two or three times a year. Like, they'd have, like, a set seat at the beginning. Then one time in the middle. And then one time toward the end they would... They would arrange things each trimester, as it were. But I got assigned to the back table. The two-person table with, like... Not the most popular kid in the school. But one of the most popular kids in the school. This kid's name was Eric, if I'm remembering right. Dude would always... He'd always wear, like, IZOD shirts. These were, like, the popular shirts at the time. The IZOD polos with, like, the little uh, alligator on the pocket. And he had, like, one of those he would wear, like, every day with, like, a different color. And then he had, like, various, like, athletic shorts he would wear underneath. Because dude was, like, dude was a soccer jock. Which is, like, a very specific style of jock. He's not, like, a football jock or a wrestling jock. Dude was, like, a soccer jock. So he had, like, the soccer shorts and the IZOD shirt and, like, cool sneakers. He He also carried a Cabbage Patch Kid which was something I distinctly remember. Dude had a cabbage Patch kid, only the girls had them. They were cool and people wanted them, but only girls would ever like bring them to school. And he was like the one guy who had it and people people thought that was cool. It was like a cool gimmick. I guess I even thought it was cool, honestly, but I got I got assigned with him and we we became friendly. We didn't become friends. We became friendly just by being next to each other and being forced to kind of talk to each other. We discovered that like we liked a lot of the same cartoons. We had a lot of the same toys, things like that. And we became not like type bros, but we became like friends. And this really did a lot to like transition me up the scale a little bit to where people were seeing me as like less of a weirdo, you know, not like a big time weirdo, like a normal weirdo. I thought about this too. I was like a weirdo at school. Like I was a nerd, like, like an Anthony Michael Hall kind of nerd, but even, even worse because I wasn't smart. I was dumb. I was bad in school. I was always getting in trouble because I liked to talk. So I... I was like, I was a problem, I guess. But he assigned me with this guy. We became bros. It helped elevate my social status. And I always felt like I always felt like he did that on purpose some way. Because dude could see that I was struggling and he, he did something. He made an attempt to kinda of help me and I, I appreciate that. When I saw him when I saw his passing, he was seventy seven years old. This was this wasn't like COVID related or anything. He just he just passed. It was it was sad. It made me sad. I hadn't thought of um I hadn't thought of him in years, like literal years. But I I got hit with just this giant flood of memories. When I saw his picture and I saw his name, I was like, oh my gosh, there's Mr. Austin, this guy. This guy was the dopest. This guy was like the best. I I always wished him well. I remember even one time after I graduated elementary school and went up to middle school, I dropped by to say hi to the guy. Just to say hi. I don't even know what that's about when people do that. I guess you're just kinda you kind of just looking in the past. Did you do that? Did you ever go visit like your previous school? When you were in school, you just want to you just want to go back and be like a big shot. Like, look at me, dude. I'm in 7th grade now. You guys are just in 6th grade. Guess what? We have different food items at our cafeteria than you do. That was that was a transition too when you went from like elementary school cafeteria to like junior high school cafeteria. The the elementary here had like the straight tray system where you just got like whatever was the the dish of the day, like the entree of the day, like be it pizza or whatever. And then they would throw in like other things to fill up all the uh, quadrants of your of your tray. And then when you went to uh, junior high, it was more like snack bar based where you'd wait in line, go to the snack bar and pick out like a few individual items of your own. And then they also had a cafeteria, but they had various like a la carte options. Like you could get like a pepperoni sandwich or like a ham sandwich. And also like and also like mashed potatoes. But there wasn't like one centralized thing. Like you didn't get the whole, you know, the whole lunch uh, deal like in Elementary. That was that was a giant transition. I, it took me a long time to figure out what I liked, where I like to eat. I'm I'm slow on the uptake as far as those things go. Some people they transition like lightning fast. Like they go, everything is new, everything quickly becomes old hat to them. I am not that guy. I'm the opposite of the guy. It takes me a while to like settle in. But then once I'm in, I'm in. But it does take a long time for me to get in. I'm slow to transition to these things. I guess. That's a problem I'll have for all in eternity because, well, I probably would have done something about it by now, right? If there was something to be doing, I probably would have done it. But Mr. Austin, Mr. Austin, great dude, great guy. He had this gimmick where he assigned everybody in the class like a color, like everybody had a color name, like it was like Reservoir Dogs. and He would call you by that color. I was purple. He would go, and then you, purple. He did it in, like, a friendly way. Like, it was exciting and fun to have, like, an actual nickname with the teacher, because he would give him to you, like, he would give him to you, like, over time. It wasn't, like, one day he's just, like, you're blue, you're green, you're red. He would, like, you'd be having a conversation with you, and then he would just start calling you purple. And then you became, like, purple from then on, and it was cool to cool to have that. I wonder if it was some kind of affliction that he had, some way he had to, like, use this color system to remember people's names. I don't know. Anyway, big shout-out to Mr. Austin. It's with a sad heart, I gotta say, Mr. Austin, my 6th grade teacher, they reminisce over you. Program's, program's Three, please. Three? Your kid likes baseball, huh? Likes it. Nathan Clyde loves it. Plays three different positions. Switch Don't Can your kids really play baseball? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nice catch, Nathan. They're one of a kind. They're cabbage patch kids. You can give them all of your love. Each sold separately. What do did Gino, Gino Vega do want? Yes, your name. Icy robots. It's Mr. Sensational Gino Vega calling you with an update on what I had for lunch yesterday. And what I had for lunch yesterday was a tomato mozzarella salad. Now this particular lunch selection is going to make the sponsor of the show Morton Salt. Morton Salt in the familiar blue package or convenient table shakers. When it rains, it pours. Uh, Quite happy because I had to be very generous. With the uh, salt mortons with this particular dish, because the whole reason we did it is because we have a plethora of tomatoes from the backyard right now. Um, but unfortunately, the uh, mozzarella cheese that was on hand for this particular batch was uh, uh, pretty flavorless. Um, it wasn't. Uh, well, it wasn't up to the usual uh, par around here um, on the mozzarella scale. So. Um, Yeah, I had to dump a bunch of salt in there, Um, which didn't really help. But that's no knock against Morton. Talk to you soon. Dude, big shout out to Gino Vega of the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast. Big, big shout out to him for dropping that Morton salt promo in there, because, dude, he doesn't get none of that Morton's money, I get all that, I get the big Morton's money, I'm big Morton's, I'm big everything, he's Mr. Gino Vega, though, so he gets, like, he gets that Icy Robots money from the, uh, Icy Robots Radio's, like, mysterious benefactor, he's making, like, he's making, like, six, seven figures, dude, I don't even know what he's making, but I do know that, like... You don't get a talent his caliber on your network without throwing out the cheese. But I, I got to go out there and I got to find these sponsors. So it's really, really nice of him to be magnanimous enough to like shout us out, shout out Morton's. And also like a tomato salad is really great, especially now it's like garden season. Our tomatoes are coming in bloom. We got, we got a handfuls of tomatoes in the garden like every single day. We're going to have to start canning soon, dude. This is, this is all going to play into the next segment, the American pizza man. So I don't want to like get too far ahead. Of myself there, but uh, that's a that's a pretty good lunch, dude. Healthy lunch, nice lunch, pretty easy to make, but also seems like kind of highfalutin at the same time. If you know what I mean, like you're falutin it up there with that. But it's all good, man. Thanks. Make sure to check out those Mr. Sensational and Gina Viga podcasts. These are great shows. I'm not even I'm not even kidding, like in the least. These are great shows. Episode one was dynamite. Episode two, Crisis Cokes, was just as good, if not even a little better. It felt like a little. Little tighter, little more snug, and it's always good to tighten your show up. Get rid of, get rid of some of the excess weight. Not to state that there's excess weight in episode one. There definitely was not. There could have been more, but it's nice to deliver, like, a nice little bow. Nice little bow on your project. Really, really great. Before we, uh, move ahead here, let me, um, let me tell you a story. The other day, it was, it was like we were racked with this weird weather. Like, some, some clouds had blown up from Mexico. I think that's the story. Like, some kind of, like, tropical clouds had moved up from Mexico, and they... They caused it to be, like, hot, but overcast, and also, like, a little bit rainy, and there was, like, this threat of thunder and lightning going on to the night. That's not something that happens here very often. We do get thunder from time to time, maybe, like, once a year, but lightning is, like, a once-every-five-year occurrence. It's not even, not even anything that happens here, so it's, like, it's nighttime, and I'm in the house, and, like, it's getting ready to, you can feel like it's getting ready to open up. You can feel it in the air. You can feel, like, you just feel it in your bones, As it were. And my boy, my boy, Orange Boy, that's my cat. He's still, he's still outside when I'm getting ready to go to bed, right? And he has some real serious hearing issues and he does not see very well, but he knows this. He's aware of these issues and he always comes in around like nine, ten o'clock. He really just, he hangs and clangs around the backyard. You can always just like walk right out there and he's just sitting on a rock, or sitting in the path, he's not an adventurous boy, by any means, but it's going to be like, 11, I can feel the rain coming, and he's not out there, so I go outside, and I kind of, I kind of go, you know, Orange Boy, Orange Boy, are you, are you out here, and he doesn't, he doesn't respond to something, this is, this is a little weird, so I'm gonna like, I'm gonna stay up a little while longer, I don't mind watching TV, I had some episodes of Atlanta on the DVR, I love Atlanta, I think this is one of the best shows of all time, the, the one with, uh, Childish Gambino, and Paperboy, it's dynamite, if you don't, if you don't watch that already, give that a, give that a look. But I'm sitting there watching these episodes, and I start, I start hearing, like, a thunder crack go off. And then I'm listening, like, a little more intently. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. And I hear, I hear a meow. I hear, like, a meow off in the distance. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Orange Boy. So I go, I go outside, and I'm looking around, and I can't find him anywhere. And the wife is up, too. She's part of the story. She's looking around, and, and she goes, look, he's up there, and she points him up and he's on the neighbor's roof. He's up there, looking down at us, saying, meow, meow, please get me down. Like, I don't know how he got up there, but he can't get down. And then, just as we're doing this, like, the lightning goes off, and the thunder goes off, and I'm just like, this is sketch, but we gotta save him. When you take the responsibility for an animal, it's your responsibility. You're in charge of this animal, so you gotta you gotta save him when the time comes. So I, I go get the ladder, the wife gets the ladder. I'm standing there with Orange Boy. She gets the ladder. And then she holds it, and I go, I go up the ladder, like while you know it's raining, while there's lightning, and this is like an aluminum ladder, dude. I am gonna get zapped, but I can't leave the boy up there to get zapped overnight. He's traumatized. I'm responsible for him. I know his limitations, so I gotta go up there. And it's like, I remember, I remember like a year ago, I was uh, tweeting with my dude, the necrotic doctor, and we're talking about cats, and I'm just like, you know. I'm not a cat person. I don't really feel cats. I'm more of a dog guy. And he goes, you know, maybe someday a cat will come into your heart and it'll be the right cat. And it'll be the right fit and the right time. And maybe you'll love that cat. I'm going up this ladder. And my guy, I want you to know, as I was doing it, I was thinking of you. And I'm just like, he was right. He called it. One day it happened. The boy's in my heart. I've risked my life. i risked everything to go up there and save him. But as soon as I got up there, he practically leapt into my hands like he did not resist he's just like came down we carried him inside we made it nobody died but it was it was weird dude your premonition came true i was up on a ladder in a storm trying to get a cat the only real american pizza made by an american american pizza man masai bindo american pizza man masai bindo american pizza American pizza. It is me, the American pizza man back in full effect. We've been kind of lacking in the pizza making department lately. It's been hot, dude. It's been like it's been like a million degrees out and the last thing I want to do is heat up the house making a pizza pie. But we had we had a little bit of a break, so we decided, "Hey, you know what? Let's just uh let's go for it." So we made the dough like we made it like two days early. I found that like a two day sit is really good. My gal, uh, Sarah, the vegetarian, she goes for like, she goes for like a no sit dough. And I'm a little interested in that, but I, I go for the sit. So we made the dough, put it in the fridge, let it sit for two days. And in between that time, we decided, hey, let's give this mozzarella making project we wanted to get on a try. Let's give it a shot. We, we had to buy a couple things online. One of them was like, one of them was like a uh, like a citric acid pill, and I forget what the other one was, but you can find this information, like, super easy online. I'm not gonna go into, like, the recipe. It's like, it's right out there. It's easy to find. We, we needed, like, a ton of milk. We needed these ingredients, and we went at it. And I gotta say, while not, like, a complete failure, it was a failure, because we wound up with not, like, not like mozzarella. It was more like a ricotta, like a ricotta. It was kinda, kinda chunky- kind of soft and not in a bowl like a good mozzarella's supposed to be. We did end up using it. We made a we made a tomato salad like my guy Gino V. We got the tomatoes from the garden, put the ragout in there, and it turned out it turned out delightful. So it wasn't like wasn't like a complete loss, but I did want to go for the mozzarella. We think that it was something to do with the temperature. I've read that like these things are like real 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 temperature sensitive, the cheese, you got to get it just right. And with the amount of milk we had to invest to make like one ball of mozzarella. I think that like, we're going to give it one more shot because we bought these ingredients online. And I don't, I don't want them to go to waste, but I think, I think by and large, we're going to leave the cheese making to the pros. We're going to leave these, uh, con doors, con queso doors. Yes. I believe there'd be con queso doors out there to do the heavy lifting while I, while I reap in the benefits, just the, uh, The amount of milk you have to use, it was like four gallons for like one glob of mozzarella, dude. Just go to the store and buy it. We have, we have like a pretty good gourmet market down the street. The town of Sonoma, that's the next town over to the east. They're like huge into cheese making. They have a cheese factory there. We can get it there. We can get it anywhere. But it was still, it was still fun to give it a try. And I am going to give it a try again in the future. I'll let you know how that turns out. But I want to say that like, you see these YouTube videos, and they show you that, like, this is, like, the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. It's easy as can be. You just, like, throw the milk in there, mix it around, boom, mozzarella, you're eating it. It's not that easy. It's a little bit harder than that. But, uh, like I alluded to a second ago, the, uh, tomato crop is coming in full effect. And with the last pie we made in the house, we were able to make our own sauce from our own homegrown tomatoes. The American Pizza Man is becoming more and more pure. Every day it came out so great. these tomatoes we had they were homegrown like I said they were sweet as can be just kissed by the sun kissed by the California sun and our Mediterranean climate it was it was delightful. We live in a place that is made for making pizza pies. This is a pizza pie sort of place we we went for it dude we made like a lot a lot a lot of this sauce. We actually canned some. We made some into, like, an actual, like, spaghetti sauce that we ate the next day. This is, this is great. There's a lot of benefits to growing a garden. I gotta, I gotta say. There's a lot of work. A lot of things go into it. But when you get these fresh tomatoes, when you get this fresh basil, these fresh onions that we all put on the pie, it was amazing. It was great. If the mozzarella would have turned out, it would have been perfection. We have not yet quite... Made pizza perfection, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We made two pies this week. One was just like one was like the plain cheese. We had like slices of mozzarella on top of the cheese, on top of the sauce. Rather, we kind of wanted to like we wanted to show off this homemade, homegrown sauce that we had. So we just went like little bit of cheese, little bit of basil. But then in the other one we went full salam. We had some ham. We threw one there. We had little sausage balls that we made, and we put some, like, some dried fennel seeds from the backyard in there to give it, like, give it that mmm, magnifique taste. We made the sausage balls. We put the basil. It was it was dynamite. One we made Detroit-style in, like, a square pan. I kind of think that's the style I prefer the most, to be honest with you. you get You get a lot of crust. The crust is kind of crispy. The square pieces are kind of... Kind of nice. They're reminiscent of, like, being in a, uh, being back in elementary school. I think that that's, that's something we all like. That's nice. The other one we made, we went for a circular shape, but it came out more, more like egg shaped, I would say, which isn't bad. We're getting there. If we wanted to, we could have trimmed around it, probably made it a circle, but it's fine. Both these pizza were great. I got a message from my guy, Carlos. Over at Geek Fest Rants, Carlos has been trying out some pizza stuff too, so let's give a big American Pizza Man salute to Carlos. Let's give a salute to everybody out there who's keeping it real, making pizza pies every single day. Oh uh, yeah, hello, Hi, Ross. This is Jack. Fanta Jr. Not to be confused with that misanthrope Jack Shasta Jr. I, I hate that guy and I would love to pick up your show for a sponsorship opportunity just to uh, just to stick it to that guy. That that guy and his soda Shasta, it's the worst. Fanta all the way. Give me a call back. It's the worst. Fanta all the way. Fun to be thirsty. Fun to be thirsty. Fun to be thirsty. Fanta flavors are fun. Fanta flavors are fun. Discover Fantabrand flavors. You are listening to the Stuck at Home show. The Revolution will not be televised. And your knees can't take the pound, so hard running is out. And you got arthritis in your neck. And you've got calcium on most of your joints. So what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma. Horsepower. Every time you hit him with his shot, horsepower, horsepower, It's good old-fashioned blunt force trauma. Horsepower, horsepower, heavy-duty cast-iron pile-driving punches. Horsepower, horsepower, blunt force trauma. Yeah, let's start building some hurting bombs. Let's do it! Let's talk some HPI, the Horsepower Initiative. That's where, like, we're gonna take some time, we're gonna do some hanging and clanging, we're gonna try to become more fit, stronger, faster, meaner, harder-hitting, all that good stuff. The The thing I want to talk about this week is, well, there's a couple things, I guess. Maybe, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess what I, what I mean to say is the, the thing I wanted to start off with today is attitude. I, I think that, when it comes to improvement, when it comes to, like, physical fitness and all these, all these things, an important part of all of it is the proper attitude. I don't mean, I don't mean, like, let's think positive, let's do all that. Even though that, that stuff is all, um, it's all crucial, too. I think what I mean to say is you have to look at yourself like an athlete. You gotta change your mindset to where, as of right now, Maybe I'm a gamer, maybe I'm a comic book fan, maybe I'm a movie nut, maybe I'm a toy collector, but you gotta switch, you gotta switch that mindset into your head to where I am now a G.I. Joe comic book collector slash athlete. It really, it really helps as far as getting an overall success to just change how you view yourself. Don't look at these things as things you don't do. Look at these things as things that you do do, and these are all these are all giant factors as far as getting ahead and I think you have to take it to like you gotta take it to the extreme you gotta like you gotta switch up how you dress and everything now when I am in my leisure mode or whatever lately it's like all the time because I'm stuck in the house i wear i wear gym shorts I wear sweatshirts I wear t-shirts Sometimes I wear a headband if it's going to be hot because I want to feel like I can start working out at the drop of a hat. I don't want to be like, oh, I got to go put my sweatsuit on. I got to do all these things before I can go for a jog. I want to be ready to go if the opportunity strikes itself. Now, I'm doing the HPI with me. The wife is doing it too. The wife is doing great. She's down nine pounds since we started. She's looking buffer, She's looking stronger. She is, in fact, Very much stronger when we started doing the, uh, the tire flips over at the Christian School. She could maybe do one. She could do one, maybe two. She didn't have the motion now. Now she's doing like four or five sets of eight flips. She is killing it out there. And I think a large factor in this, besides that she's working hard, besides all these good things, I think an important part of it is now... She considers herself an athlete. I said, hey, look, when you come home from work, when you come home from the hospital, you should immediately switch into your gym shorts. Switch into your shorts. Switch into your tenny runners. Put your headband on and be ready to go. Be ready to be fit. Be ready to hit it. And Now, when she comes home, she does that every day and we go for more walks. We do more hanging and clanging. We go and play basketball. We do all these things because we're ready to go. It's important. If you want to be a fit person, think like a fit person. Think like an athlete. If you went over to, let's say, I don't know, some famous jock, Dave, Dan or Dave from the decathlon fame. If you went over to their house, they're for sure in tandy runners and gym shorts, dude, because they are ready to go. Rock that rock that athleisure look is one big way toward getting yourself ready to get some physical fitness in full effect, I I was over at the uh at the school the other day the uh the Bible Church doing the doing the tires. We flip the tires, we hit the tire with a hammer, and then now we attach a rope to the hammer to the tire rather, and we pull it across the ground. But we're like we're doing our exercises. And I'm whacking on the hammer with a tire, and then all of a sudden, out of the bushes, comes a person with a dog, like literally out of the bushes, and I kind of. I kind of jump back because I'm just like, who is this guy? But he's like, hey man, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just hitting this. I'm hitting this with a tire, with a hammer rather. And he goes for exercise. And I go, yeah, you know, just trying to get, um, trying to get some horsepower, dude, some Balboa-esque punching power. And he goes, that's cool. And I go, where did you come from, by the way? Oh, this is, this is interesting too. This is legitimately one of the first strangers that I've talked to in forever. I'm standing here like six or seven feet apart from this guy, and we're talking, and it's just like, I can't remember the last time I talked to somebody that I didn't know, that I saw somebody that I had never encountered before. And we just were like, we started yapping back and forth, just like two old friends. It was so, it was so weird, especially considering I'm I'm, I'm pretty reserved. I'm not like Mr. Talking to Strangers, Mr. Running Around Doing All That Stuff, but I could tell he hadn't talked to anybody that he hadn't uh, lived with in a long time. So we're just like, blah, 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 blah. eventually, I asked him, where did you come from? And he's like, oh, I have a a, a gate right behind this bush. And I kind of stuck my head around and there it was right near where the tire is like right there. We flip this tire all the time and right near where it was, was a gate into somebody's yard that I had never seen before. Very, very well camouflaged dude with a dude was super nice. There was really no point to that story, I guess. I guess the point of the story was I just haven't seen a stranger in a long time, because I'm just like around the neighborhood, around the house, around here doing that. But it's all it's all good. Oh, I went to Walmart the other week. I haven't been to Walmart in I think three months. And we were, we were driving by and we needed to get milk. We had to get milk for the mozzarella project. And I said, hey, Walmart's right here. Why don't we just run in and run out really quick? Why don't we run in Look at the toys, because I haven't looked at toys in forever. And there are supposed to be some new G.I. Joes out. There's supposed to be some He-Mans out, some Ghostbusters. All kinds of, all sorts of fun stuff. So I'm like, I'll run over there. You run and grab the milk. We'll self-check, and we'll get out of here. So I, I bolted in, looked at the toys. There was nothing. It was like someone dropped a bomb. It was awful. There was nothing in the whole department. It was empty. The wife got the milk, but on the way out... I grabbed a set of uh, exercise bands, like those those tubes, those hoses that you can, like, do curls and stuff with. I got this pack. It was, like, 15 bucks, and it was super cool, super cheap, super easy to get started with. I've been doing curls with this. My biceps are getting huge. I got, like... I got guns like superstar Billy Graham right now because of these. Not really. I got arms more like... More like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. But it's... I highly recommend these exercise bands. They probably got them at every Walmart that cost legitimately 15 bucks. There's a lot of resistance and there's a lot of fun exercises that you can do with one of these. If you're over there, if you're at the Walmart, take a look, man. This is a nice way to get uh, started on some strength training type stuff. But man, when we were in the Walmart, the store was surprisingly empty. As far as like customers go, there was hardly anyone in there. It was very, very, very weird, because even in, like, like, the height of, uh, all the fear and everything, where everybody was sheltered in place, the Walmart was always banging, from what I understand. People were telling me that place was packed, so I, I thought that was weird, but, uh, I'm happy to say maybe people are, like, you know, trying to avoid trips out of the house that aren't necessary. You know, though, I think it's, I think it's about time that we're gonna, we're gonna wind it in. We're gonna get ready to, uh, get up out of here, but, but before we go, if you guys aren't checking out, the Mr. Sensational and Gino Vega podcast, I gotta say, you're missing out, dude. It is, it is dynamite. It's great stuff. just be scratching at the door right now. Shut the door. I think it might be uh, Orange Boy the cat. He'll be fine until I can get over there. But if you're not listening, you're missing out. The other day, a homeboy was talking about, uh, he was talking about creativity in his life. And I, I thought that that was just like super interesting to me because I, you know, I knew dude was in a band and I knew dude's done stuff over the years, but I always, always wonder about other creative individuals and, and like the creative process that they have for, uh, that they have for themselves. I myself, I'm kind of like compulsively creative. Like I, you know, I got into this show thing a long time ago as a way to, uh, as a way to kill time. when I was up there on the, uh, Pooptronics moon base and then, I just sort of, I just sort of kept up at it over the years. I'm kind of just compulsive about it. I Once I start something, I just kind of keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And that's, that's fine. It's led to a lot of fun. It's led to another, oh, a lot of output. It's led to me having a lot of great times. It always, it always interests me though to hear what it's like for other people. And he, he had some interesting thoughts on the topics. This was in episode number two which is called Crisis Cokes. Good stuff. If you're not, if you're not checking that out, check it out now. Of course, as Carlos over at Geekfest Rants. He did some some interesting talk about Star Wars. He's always up on all these interesting controversies in the uh, Star Wars world. He follows it like he follows it pretty closely, and I, I appreciate that because I don't have the time to uh, dig into the minutia to that degree. Because I'm digging into the minutia of comic books. I'm digging into the minutia of wrestling and all these other, all these other things. So I appreciate my guy keeping an eye out for, the, an eye out for that. That's Carlos over GeekFest Rants. You can follow him if you're not listening already. I highly recommend you do so. The uh, Ice Ramos Radio Network is like, it's back in effect. I am really hot right now. I'm in the office with the door shut. And I was just, uh, I was just cranking out some curls on my, uh, bands. On my, what do you call it? Exercise bands. My brain is melted right now. There's no fluids up there. And it's causing me to, uh... Causing me to kind of drift in and out. Am I recording the show right now, or am I in my own? I don't even. I don't even know. Let's see. This is uh, this is important. Make sure to get those ballots in early. Put them directly in a ballot box. We don't know what's going on with the USPS right now. People are taking stabs at the boys in blue. our boys in the post office? And that's whack. That's as whack as far as I'm concerned. I gotta say, I use the post office all the time, and it hurts me. To see somebody trying to go out there and damage these guys, man. These guys are rain and sleet and snow and all that stuff. They're out there delivering the packages. We can't stand for that. Do what you gotta do. Reach out to your congressman do whatever, man. But the the most important thing is get those ballots out early. Get them out early just to be safe. Put them in a ballot box if at all possible. Fill them out ahead of time. Go down to the polling place and deposit them directly. You can do that. It's all, it's all going to be happening. We've got to pretend like the election is in October. That's what that's what Chris, my mailman, told me. And we're gonna follow the advice of Chris. He's never let me wrong. I'm gonna go right now. It is hot. I am in this room. I am melting. But until we meet again, this is me, I see the robot signing off. Uh don't do the time, let the time do you No. How does it go? Do the time, don't the time do you Time seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Veins are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. This is me Iceberg13, and I see Robots is too proud to admit it but he needs you to go over too. SupportTheReport.com and sign up as a patron member, it doesn't cost much and our boy is looking around in garbage cans for things to bring home. SupportTheReport.com, tons of patron-only shows for a small monthly donation. Don't let I see robots become master, the Grouch. That address was supportthereport.com.